Good evening, fiends. Are you ready? Let's get spooky. Good evening, fiends. Are you ready? Let's get spooky. Welcome to Let's Get Spooky Show. I'm your host, Vamp, and joining me today is my friend, Mr. Norman Reedus. What's up? Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. And all things considered, how the hell are you? You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm about to go back to work, back to Georgia. Uh, a little nervous, um, but excited at the same time, you know. It's a definitely a weird world that we're living in, and... I mean, you do a zombie apocalypse show, so it's kind of like you're just continuing normal life when the show's done, right? It, I mean, kind of. <laughs> um, I, I, I know they're going to change, you know, things that we do on the show going back that, yeah. you know, like the kills and stuff like that. And, I'm, you know, I usually have a zombie in my face, breathing in my face. That probably won't happen now. Six feet away. Yeah. Social distancing yeah. zombies. I'll be shooting a lot of arrows with that crossbow. Which is fine. I mean, you know, it, it's it's a crazy world, but one thing I do have to say is how people have adapted and how, yeah. like, the fact that you're even going back to work is pretty amazing that they're adapting and making sure that people are safe. It's going to be weird, but, I mean, at least you have the option, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know what's crazy is I've never had a break in almost 12 years now, like, at all. I, I do Daryl Dixon, and then I have a tiny break where I shoot Ride, and then I go back to Daryl Dixon. This is the longest time that I've had not playing that character, so yeah. I hope I remember what Daryl's about. <laughs> How to do it? <laughs> yeah, so, I'll you know, I'll be listening to a lot of the the locals speak and, you Yeah, know. getting back into it. Yeah. And you know what, between, I know you're always busy, and the funny thing is I see you more often not at home, like yeah. I see you in other places in the world and it's the convention circuit. Yeah. So like between filming the shows and then when you do have time off, you're somewhere in the world talking yeah. about the things you've been filming. I so, haven't done one of those in forever. Same, yeah. same. Crazy. I feel like the last time I saw you was, I don't even remember, sometime last year before yeah. this all happened and it was yeah. at a convention somewhere in the world. I don't even remember where. Yeah. I mean, we talk more about honey now than we, we do. talk about anything <laughs> we do. else. Yeah. I am Norman's honey dealer. It's like a drug dealer, but not as intense. Just it's honey. really good. <laughs> it's kind of like drugs, right? I mean, it, like. I'm addicted. Yeah. yeah. Every time you're out of honey, I'm like, I get a text like, hey, yeah. you got any more honey? It's, uh, you know, and I'm a honey freak. Like I try a lot of different honeys. Her honey's the best honey. Is it really? I was going to ask you as a honey really connoisseur, is. I rate high in the way high, way high. Yeah. That is an honor. Thank you very much. I'm going to let my bees know. Actually, I don't do any of the work. I just make sure they have a nice home yeah. and they do all the, so the this, work. This is how I get free honey. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just says nice things about my yes. bees and then the honey continues to come. Um, so we're going to hang out, chit chat, sure. share some spooky stories and if you're up for it later, play some rounds of What's in the Coffin. Which Yikes. <laughs> I promise no alive things, but that's all I promise. No bees. There's no, no bees. bees, alive or dead. There's no critters alive or dead. Uh, so that will come later. But I guess before we kind of get into it, I want to know from you, 
what would you rate your interest in all things spooky on a scale of one to 10? Like one being no way in hell, five, I like scary movies, and 10, I want to live in a haunted house or be abducted um, by aliens. Maybe nine. Well, that's okay. Yeah, it's pretty up there. Um, I've had some haunted ghosty stories before, okay. and I don't really want to live in a house full of that. But when they happen, they're very exciting, and then they make for a lot of good stories afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I would say I'm a nine, too, because... Again, I, I'm with you on that. I don't want to live in a haunted house. I love sleep. And yeah. if something's going to wake me up at three in the morning and I can't see what it is, I'm going to be real pissed off. So yeah. I go into like trying to reason with them and become friends with them. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Tell and me I'm about like, yourself. Get it. You know, and, and I've done things like leave alcohol out for them and. I was like a little Santa treat. Yeah. I'll tell you uh, probably in a story in a minute, but okay. uh, yeah, you know, um, I'm the same. We're right on the same path. I would probably say I'm a nine too, because I'm super into it. I don't necessarily want, do you want to be abducted by aliens? If you had the option, would you? Uh, now, right now in, in, in the world that we're living in now? Yeah, probably. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. But just in general, like say it wasn't a global pandemic and you're just hanging out in your house and the aliens are like, hey, you want to Is there probing out? involved? <laughs> I, I can't say because I'm not an alien. So on a previous episode, me and my girlfriends established that we have rules. So my answer is yes, because yeah. I'm not going to say no to alien abduction because right. you never you don't. That's like a once in a lifetime opportunity, but no probing. Yeah. Unless, well, I don't no. want to be a science experiment. Yeah, I don't want to. Do I want to like be taken up in the spaceship and like and see like some shit? Yeah. Do some rounds? For sure. Okay. So just no aliens. If you're listening, we're down. Just no anal probe. No probing in general. Yeah, just don't no, make me uncomfortable. Don't put yeah. anything in our bodies. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start off with your first, because I feel like people that are into this stuff, this all stems back from childhood. Okay. And so do you remember your very first Halloween memory? Yeah. What is it? It was horrible. <laughs> was yeah. it really? <clears throat> yeah, it involved... Um, it was like one of those petting zoo type of Halloween situations. And I was the Frito Bandito, which was a thing back then. Um, I love Fritos. Yeah, they were. And it was like, I don't know, it was a marketing tool for Fritos, but. It was a little, little guy in the pack. He's not on the package anymore because I feel like. He had like, not, a, he had like a patch yeah, and he yeah. had like a sombrero <laughs> and a poncho. And I was dressed as that guy. And I was by choice. Was that your choice or someone else's choice? I can't remember. It, probably mine. <laughs> but the uh, they it was those horses that are they're basically like donkeys, but they're connected by a bar in a circle, and mm -hmm. they just kind of walk in a circle. Yeah. And um, I blew a giant bubblegum bubble, which exploded on my face and all over my poncho. In your eye patch. Probably, but. <laughs> And all the photos of me during that event are of me, like, just crying my oh eyes no. out with bubblegum stuck all over me. Do you remember how old you were? Oh, God, probably, like, six or something. Oh, Five or six. Yeah. That's awful. I remember um, when I was younger, this has nothing to do with Halloween, but it was one of those petting zoo, and I think it was, um, what's the one at Christmas time where they have the, the, the reindeer? Cameron, do you know what it's called? Santa's Village. Okay. Santa, okay. My yeah, parents yeah. took us to Santa's Village. They had the same thing. It was ponies attached to the little spinny thing. And this is one of my very first memories. I think I was like four years old. My dad puts me on the horse. I always, I've always wanted a horse. 
and we're going around and then my pony stops and starts peeing. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I lost my shit. I cried. I was like so upset. Like they had the whole thing stopped. All the kids are looking at me and I was like traumatized. I was afraid of ponies wow. for a long time after that. And I'm like, why? 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 Yours is a little bit more traumatic than mine, but I just overreacted. Have you ever been on a camel that does that? Um, I have been on a camel, but it didn't really do anything oh, yeah, like yeah. crazy. It just was normal. It wasn't a mean camel. Camels are disgusting. Oh, they're way gross. Yeah. Did it, did you spit or like attack you or did a lot of things, made did a lot of noise. Yeah. They, they are loud. They sound like they don't want you to be near them or around them. Yeah. But lots of noises around the same area that it would be peeing like over and over and it pooped over everywhere and farted all day long. And what? It was just gross. Maybe it had yeah. like gastrointestinal issues or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm, it needs to I'm see a, a, a doctor. I'm not riding a camel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Uh, that was your very first Halloween memory. Do you have yeah. a favorite? Because this doesn't have to be like in your childhood. This could be all the way to adulthood. My favorite Halloween memory. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's a tough one because it's a, a tough one. Yeah. There's a lot of like Halloween memories as you grow older. Some you don't remember as much for, I, you know, for reasons of. <laughs> well, I have a son named Mingus who lives in New York. He was raised in New York and. The way that you do trick-or-treating in, in New York is you go to, like, the bar on the corner. You go to the deli. You go, you know. Because it's, yeah, you're in the city. It's yeah. different. Yeah. You don't really knock on doors. You go to businesses. Yeah. And I remember uh, there's one there was one bar called White Horse Tavern, which is right down the street. And walking in there with him, you know, and with all the child? little kids. Yeah. And they're like, hey, Norman, what's up? Yeah, you left this here last night. And I was like, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, you know, they're trick-or-treating and I'm like doing a shot. And I'm like, let's go to the next door. That's kind of rad, I it's guess. It's kind of fun. Living in like a neighborhood, you experience it very differently. I think yeah. you experience it like you see it in the movies. They don't really show trick-or-treating in cities yeah. in the movies, you know? So it's a di very different experience. Can you imagine going to, like, an apartment building and you're knocking on the doors like, what the, you know, what the fuck are you doing here? Get the fuck, you know? Well, because there's no, like, unless people have, like, a light in, in cities or in yeah. towns, the if they have the porch light on or they have a jack-o'-lantern that's, like, inviting, like, come knock on my door. But yeah. how do you... How do you know? In the no. bar? Or the, you go to the bar. You go yeah. to the ice cream store. You go to the deli. Yeah. <laughs> but if they don't have candy, you're really pissed off. Um, okay. So do you remember your very first horror flick? Yeah. How old you were? Um, it was The Omen. was my first one that really struck with me. Mm -hmm. And I was little. Uh, but w I had a teacher that I was so enthralled with the fact that Damien was Damien. Mm -hmm. And da, 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 da. And... <laughs> The teacher, when the teacher would call on me, I'd just be like, da, 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 da. Oh and it freaked out this little old lady teacher that we had. And she would call on people and she would just bounce over me. She's and like, I know. I was like, I'm freaking out an adult. This is fucking great. And that's pretty amazing. I was just, na, 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 na. And, um, <laughs> and at the end of the day, she goes, she, she called me aside after, after the class was out and she goes, why do you hate me? And I was like, oh, I don't hate you. And I, I felt really horrible about it. Aww. But I remember, you know, like, you know, Damien in that movie, he like goes to the zoo and all the monkeys are freaking out. And yeah. I was just like, that's fucking great. I, I want to be so badass. Yeah. Yes. That the yeah. monkeys are scared of me. Well, you, you yeah. were that badass. Your teacher was afraid of you. Yeah. It was, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. So we're, I feel like then you were a prankster as a kid. I really wasn't, but I was into that. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to read your mind and I want you to, I want to like get I inside the power. There. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever, um, 
So I originally didn't have this question written down, but I have a Ouija board right underneath there. Yeah. Have you ever played with a Ouija board? Yeah. Um, the Ouija board I've done, I mean, Captain Howdy is like my name for everything. That comes from, you know, yeah. the exorcist with the Ouija board. But the, uh, we used to do this one called a psychic circle. Do you know this? Mm -mm. It's a Ouija board, but in front of, instead of letters, it's words. And mm. you can put words together. This gets real crazy. I'm afraid of the Ouija board. So you, I'm going to let you this delve one gets deep nuts. into this. So when I lived in LA in the 90s, there was a group of us. There was about five of us. There was a guy named Will. Uh, who Will Harrison, who, his father was Rex Harrison, who played Dr. Doodle in the original movie. There was a, a girl named Melinda, uh, who was a friend of mine out here, um, and a couple of other of us, but it only worked with this group. How and, old were you? Do you remember? Oh my God, in my 20s, okay. like 21 or something. And, and, but it only worked with this small group. And when other people tried to come in, it would sort of haphazardly work. But when this group got together, and it got to the point where we would literally call each other and go tonight seven tonight like we were like addicted to it and it would and it worked like this like and then this is gets crazy <laughs> fucking nuts. i'm like ah tell yeah. me so the deal with it you know it's sometimes it would it would it would just spell dirty words and spell them wrong and we'd be like oh it's a little kid right? An angry yeah. little kid. And it got to the point that we played it so much that we all had sort of our own interpreters. Like I had this one girl that would come on and say, it's so-and-so. What they're trying to say is yeah. this. Like they and were attached to you, to your, your person. And you would have one yeah. and they would have one. And we're sitting here playing it once. I had this dream that I was on top of an island and I'm looking down at Easter Island, like the statues and stuff. And I had this long white sort of harp that had a tube on the top of it, like a conch shell. And I was like, and I'm playing this harp. And all these little people down there were like, like following the music, right? And so we're playing this one time, right? And, and somebody comes on and they go, Norman, Vladimir finds you delectable. And that's spelled out in like 30 seconds. There's no way that five people can touch a thing and it will sp spell out perfectly, Vladimir finds you delectable. And right. it's on your, your hands are, is it like a planchette or something similar to it? You put it, it? a finger on it. Okay. And it just, do, 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 do. but it goes to words. So it spells things out. And I'm like, what does that mean? Then my girl comes on and my medium, my, mm -hmm. my interpreter comes on and says that Vladimir the Impaler used to, used to torture people for information, right? He would bleed them, like mm -hmm. chain them up and yeah. bleed them and all these things. And, and I was like, what does that mean? He finds me delectable. I was like, what does he want? And so she, this explains the tortures and all these things, secrets, right? And I'm like, what secrets does Vladimir want, yeah. right? And it said the white harp. And I hadn't told what? anybody in that group that I had that dream, right? And I had it like the night before. And it, there's just like no way. We were, getting, <laughs> we were getting messages from people that were killed in the Hollywood Hills and their bodies were dumped and please call my mother at this like number. checkable and, facts. Yeah. And we would ch we would call and be like, "Is Joanne there?" And they'd be like, "This is Joanne." No. And we're like, ah! Yeah. And it was it became like an obsession with us to the point where like people were like, "I can't come today. I have, I need a break." Like, I feel like nuts. so for me, uh, my mom was raised Catholic, my dad was raised Muslim, so both of those religions are like you don't meddle yeah. with that kind of stuff. My yeah. mom had a crazy story uh, playing with the Ouija board that kind of the priest had to come in and bless the house. My grandma was right. crazy about right. it. So when I grew up, I w it was always instilled into me like this is bad. 
right. no matter what you, nothing good can come from it, which being older, I know that that's clearly not always the case. Um, a lot of bad things can happen. But then when I hear people that have stories like yours, I'm like, that's yeah. so cool. And I'm so tempted. But to this day, I still, we have them. I dust them. I clean them. I put them right. back, but I just haven't done it yet. It, my, my grandmother, her name was Crocefisha, right? Which means crucified in Italian. She's oh, wow. from a town called Butera in Sicily, which is the witch's town of Sicily, right? So I would hear stories that way. But and my grandmother was like this really tiny, sweet Sicilian woman who was always smiling and singing songs. But uh, I dated this girl in Long Island whose father's kind of like a mafia guy, mm -hmm. right? So at Christmas time, I was there and there's tons of Italian old women in the house, right? And they they were kind of like staying away from me, like da-da-da. And one morning I went down and I was like pouring coffee and they're all in the room, in the kitchen, and they're like, do you have any Italian? And I'm like, yeah, my grandmother, she's from a town called Butera, her name's Coach uh, Fisher. And they were all like, <gasps> they knew of the town, and then they just kissed my ass for the rest of the weekend. They're like, oh, yeah. I don't know, please and they, don't. <laughs> and that grandmother used to tell me stuff like, if you ask for something to happen, you have to pay it back. And you have to pay it back like twice as much mm -hmm. than what you're getting. Right. So it's never a good idea to want anything. Right. right. And there was a there was a moment when I was a little kid and I was being babysat by this girl that I hated. And and her boyfriend would come over and they, I, I hated her. Right. <laughs> and when they drove off, I I was like, I fucking want them to die. I fucking hate them. I hate them. And they wrapped their car around a tree on the drive home. No and shit. And my grandmother was like, you did this. You're going to have to pay for this. Da, 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 da. And I remember just being terrified as like a little boy. Yeah. From that speech. And she was pissed. And like when you think about it as an adult, you're like, well, I mean, obviously that could have been coincidence. Totally. Yeah. But it also could not be coincidence and it could be Who more knows? to it. And yeah. yeah. And that's terrifying. I'd never wish ill intent on anyone. Anymore. Right. And yeah. dude, that's scary. Yeah. But I mean, a good lesson, like grandma taught you a lesson and, and you learned maybe, it the hard way. And maybe that's all it was. She was trying to teach me a lesson. That's true. You know, I that's don't know. true. Yeah. Well, it worked. I mean, yeah, regardless. Yeah. Um, okay. So we got your horror flick Halloween stuff. Do you remember as a child, the first thing that you were afraid of like actual real terrified fear being alone like i like which sort of happened when i was older as well i i don't want to die alone like you know what i mean that's kind of a big fear yeah yeah i don't want to be alone and no one's around and did that stem from anything or are you just like as a kid you're like i just don't want to be by myself I don't know. My, my mom used to sell coffins. She had a job selling coffins what? at one point. Yeah. And she called them eternal beds. And I remember there was a lot of death around me then. Like she would have to go to the funerals yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I don't know, just I, I, there, a story must have happened or something. But uh, I, I just, yeah, I never, I, I, being alone freaked me out. Yeah. And I'm sure kid. she, you probably heard stories of like, people dying alone yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. like all of that, which is yeah. scary. I, I don't necessarily remember being younger of having like a one thing that I was like, this scares me yeah. as an adult. I am afraid of being possessed, which is a very irrational fear, but that also stems from the whole Ouija board thing and watching scary movies. The exorcist was yeah. my very first movie. So 
as a child, I was like, if I'm bad, if I say anything bad, I'm just going to get possessed and that's how it's going to end for me. Um, but I'm also as an adult afraid of spiders, which is funny because I have a tarantula, and you, but like, and you mess with bees and like, I'm a beekeeper, yeah. but it's different. Like a little house spider with the little legs and they're like, Greg has a fear of spiders. I just, I don't know what it is, but I can pick up a tarantula and like hold her and pet her and like hang out. Um, this was like, I think a couple of weeks ago, we have ring cameras in front of the house yeah. and we also have where we park our car. There's this big tree with like long hanging branches. Yeah. So it's like, it's tree spider season. The tree spiders come out at night and they make their little homes. And as I'm, I'm walking to the car and I know this, it happens every year. There's like a good two month time where the spiders are in the tree. So I like have stuff in my hands and I'm going to the car and as I'm walking, I realize shit, I didn't look. And I look up and there's this giant orange spider and it like just hits me like right in the chest. I scream. I was by myself. It was like nine o'clock at night. I screamed. I had <laughs> stuff in my hands. I'm like flinging things around. I had a piece of paper. So I like hucked it off. I dropped everything. I'm like dancing in the garage and I was just hoping I was like, please, I'm not one to like be ashamed of my ridiculous actions. Did I was like, I hope the ring camera got it, but the car was blocking. So uh, all you see is like me, you hear me scream, you see my arms like flail around and then I run and like drop everything that I'm holding. Oh and then I thought it was in my purse. So I'm like dumping everything out. Cameron's inside and he's like, who are you talking to? Right. I'm like, no one, just the spider that I may right. or may not have killed. And then I felt terrible. I was like, did it kill it? You know, right, like right, I hate right. them, but I don't want them to die. So yeah. possessions and spiders is really like I get my, those little alerts on the phone. You're like, oh, my God, someone's breaking in your house. Yeah. And it's like a spider dangling in front of yeah. the thing. Yeah. Or me running like from a spider that fell on me. Um, <laughs> OK, so I think that's it for your first. Unless you have any like do you have any other like crazy childhood stories that you remember? Mm, I used to do this thing where um, and it happened for, for a minute, for a little while where I I would tell my neighbor, I was like, oh, I saw you. uh I had this dream that you were sitting on your curb playing with your socks last night. And they're like, no, I was. And where like I, I, people told me it was like I was astral projecting yeah. out of my sleep or whatever and flying around. And I could feel the like like the like the the push of turning and going down under wires and well, you're the whole thing. Like flying almost. Yeah. In my sleep. That, that happened when I was little. That's crazy. Yeah. But you were you you were dreaming, right? You weren't I, like sleepwalking. I thought I was dreaming, and they were like, "No, I was back. I was in the backyard talking to so and so." And I was like, "I saw you guys from. I had a dream. I was looking down at you." And they're like, "No, we were there." You have like superpowers yeah. that you had when you're a child, and then did they just all of a sudden at one point just stop? Like you yeah. don't remember it happening anymore? Yeah, yeah. It always fascinates me when people like when you're a kid and you have those things because you wonder, did you grow out of it or did you? Say something to someone and they try to convince you that like that's not a normal Maybe, thing to I have. Like where does the, I always wonder I where that I goes. I wasn't freaked out about it. I, it was I just like a normal thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's weird. It's yeah. probably kind of cool because you're thinking these things and they're like, no, yeah, that you're yeah, right. I was that's, there and I was that, like, did you have tube socks you were putting on? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, weird. That's a trip. Yeah. You had like some crazy brain powers had, as a child. Yeah. I had, I had a... I had a stepmother that was really into, like, she would go to places in the desert with a group of people and they'd concentrate on a color and the lights would cut, you know, like yeah. all these different things. And they used, she used to do stuff with like crystals back before they were like necklaces. Before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before and now everyone's a crystal healer. Yeah. She had this, um, she did this thing where 
this scientist was doing things with, uh, he was put speakers on different coasts next to answering machines, right? So you would call and leave a message. And then a certain, like, crystals are supposedly just amplifiers. Mm-hmm. Like, you put something in and they, they amplify in different ways, yeah. right? And it was to see which plant would grow the fastest. One on the East Coast, the, the West Coast with different crystals in front of it. Yeah. By talking to it or some shit like that. Yeah. And I remember that guy coming to our house. My mom wrote him a letter going, you should be doing this. And he came to our house. And she was like, no, this is how you should be doing it. And read our auras in the closet and you know, all that shit. Yeah. And you know, it's it's kind of a weird world because a lot of it people are, are portrayed as like they're crazy. Like, oh, they're just like hippie crazy. They don't know what they're talking about. But when you when you hear stories of people being healed or like things working for people, it's really yeah. hard to like discredit it. You it know, when like, you hear weird shit happen, you're like, how yeah. do you discredit that? There was like this, she had this one guy come to our house for dinner. He was like this big guy all in white robes and his wife was in white robes. And, and, uh, I think he got busted for like being like an ecstasy dealer or something later on I was on like, was life. he a cult leader? <laughs> something weird. I have a crazy cult story too, but the, uh, she, he came to dinner and, and she kept going, do that thing, show him the trick. And she, he was like, no, 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 no. And then after like half an hour, she's like, she leans down in the oven to get something and the lights go blink, 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 blink. Like too long to be like a power surge and too systematic to do whatever. And she looks up from the oven and looks at him and just smiles and he just kind of smiles. Like, I know he did it. I don't know how the fuck he did it. But there was a time too where with that same guy where I had jumped into a swimming pool and I hit my head. And I had this crazy, like, congestion nasal thing and couldn't breathe. And it was, like, really, really bad. And they took me to all these doctors and all these things and nothing seemed to work. And that guy who made the lights blink uh-huh. came over and he he put his – he got behind me and he put his hand on my head. And he's, like, touching my head. And he goes, okay, on the count of three. And he grabbed handfuls of my hair. I had, like, really long hair at the time. Grabbed handfuls of hair. And he goes, one, yank. And he yanked really hard. And I got super dizzy. I had to go sit outside on the curb for a second. And it cleared right up. And he had said that the plates on top of my head were overlapping. So he yanked my hair really hard and popped the plates back into position. And And just, like, realigned you. So, you know, and I'd done stuff like movies in China where where they were all about Eastern medicine mm-hmm. and like I'm like, all this crazy shit, like rutongs, which are like basically human cat boxes, you know, with like herbs that clean your colon and <laughs> they grind up pearls and they put them on your hair and how they sit. And like, yeah. like Eastern medicine will like, instead of like an American doctor going, stick out your tongue, let me look in your throat. They're like, it's your posture. It's right. everything. So I've done some stuff like that, and I think sometimes those two things sort of overlap, the supernatural calling For sure, the yeah. or whatever, and, you know. Yeah, and there's, there's something to be said about all that, because I feel like here in America, if something's wrong with you, you go to a doctor and they're, here, take this. Yeah. Take this pill. This will make you feel better. But before the pills were around to make you feel better, how did people treat things? Yeah. with nature and plants and, like, yeah. using your own body. And I totally agree with that thing where you said you pulled on your hair. There's a, I think it's like a physical therapy technique. I don't know if you've seen it where they put like a towel around your neck and they essentially like pull it really fast. And it's that same thing of it's like 
basically stretching you out because everything that we do, you're like compressed. Yeah. So like, I get it. And I understand mm-hmm. that there's more than we can understand. And all of this like hippy dippy stuff or all this, yeah. like people are like, Oh, they're in a cult. It all comes from something. Mm-hmm. It all started somewhere yeah. and it worked at one point enough where people are still using it. So I don't, again, discredit anything. If someone's like, this works for me and it made me feel better. Like I'm yeah. all for it. I just, I did cupping recently. Oh, I saw your post. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny because I've uh, never done it. It seems painful. It works. I, 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 you know, um, I have a shoulder injury from Boondock Saints way back in the day, where they built these giant silencers for these pistols. So the guns were like fifteen pounds, right? It was just, just obnoxiously uncomfortable. Large. Yeah. And I'm swinging the guns around, and the shoulder popped out. Oh, and no. they say I broke a something with my with my rotator cuff, but like a. A muscle snapped and went like a rubber band down the oh, bottom of my Jesus. back or something weird like, like that. Like an Achilles tendon, you know, when it like just yeah. pops back up to the back of your knee. Yeah. And, um, like I couldn't throw a ball, like, you know, like forever. And after the cupping, I was in the pool, like swimming overhanded. Really? And I'm like, I haven't done this in years. Yeah, what so is, what, it, like, I've seen people do it, but what is the sensation? Like what is associated with putting the cups on you that makes it so your muscles are looser? Like, I don't. It, it sucks up the toxins uh, that are okay. in your uh, it's such an S, but the, the muscle tissue above your muscles, it sort of sucks the toxins out, but it's, it feels like tight, tight. It does, it's not really hot like you yeah. think, but it's, it feels like just tight, tight, tight. And it's funny cause my girlfriend's like, you know, we're supposed to go to this beach tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Right? And then I, and we, we get to this place and like paparazzi was literally 10 minutes after we get to the beach or on the beach and they're camped out in front of our door. There's a boat in the harbor no. that's paparazzi. And then, you know, that night my cupping marks are, you know, on fucking daily mail. Yeah, or some and they're like, like what that. weird shit is Norman into now? Yeah. yeah you know, and I was like, You're like you know, it's healing. I'm healing myself. People. Yeah, I'm bettering myself. Yeah. Um, have you ever done, this is, has nothing to do with anything spooky. Have you ever done acupuncture? Cause yeah. I'm fascinated by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has that worked for you too? It didn't. I, no? It didn't do much for me. It I looks did badass. I did face. I did it all over. It didn't really do much. Yeah. yeah I mean. It was a little hellraiser Yeah. It just yeah. looks real looks cool. cool I don't know. I don't really have any reason that I would need to do it, but I just kind of want to just so I can be like, oh, look. It didn't do much for me. I'll be honest. The and coupling was, thing did more. Was it for the same type of thing? Like the uh, same yeah. thing you were trying to treat? Yeah. Hmm. If I ever have a back injury, I'll do cupping. It just looks like an octopus, like. Yeah. Had its way with you for a little bit. But. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, you know, they did do it in one spot, the acupuncture. And I'm like, do it over here. Do it over here. And I was like, more needles, more needles. And <laughs> just I, give me more. Yeah. I was like, do my face. Can you do faces? And they're like, yeah, do my, you know. So they did the whole thing. <laughs> You're just right. completely standing I up like, with me. <laughs> I mean, we went this far. Might as well just you poke as me well. all over. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's safe to say I was going to get into like the general spooky questions. But my first question is, are you a believer? But I don't think I need to ask that because the answer is yes. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're super into it. Yeah. Um, you believe in ghosts? I do, yeah. Tell me your ghost story. I've had a few, but like a, a big one was I was doing uh, Blade 2 with Guillermo del Toro in Prague, right? And um, I was in Prague for like six straight months, like doing that, and maybe longer. And, you know, there's a, you know, instead of a hotel, you're there for so long, you're like, somebody, find somebody to rent an apartment, mm-hmm. right? So. This is nuts. This is fucking crazy. Um, so excited. <laughs> so this one realtor girl, she's looking for places and she finds, she's sending me pictures of this place. I'm like, that's fucking amazing, right? And it's right above the Muldau, the, the river that 
Old Town to New Town in Prague. And there's like gargoyles on the patio. It's literally the patios overlooking the river. And it's a weird setup because it's a really, really old, old, old sort of gothic, super gothic elevator. And it goes just to this apartment, right? So, you know, the... With the, the doors, the doors and everything. And it's, you know, and the thing is, I work late that night. And so I go to this apartment at like, you know, 1230 at night. Right. And I'm getting in this elevator and I'm like, this is fucking crazy. And then I go up to the top and the way that it's set up, the apartment is that it's in a square. Right. And every corner of the square has a really intricate, beautiful stained glass door that opens and shuts all the way around it, right? And so you walk, then there's no middle section, right? It's the elevator. Mm -hmm. So you walk into the living room, you got to open in another stained glass door. So you're coming up into the middle of the living area. And there's a patio with giant gargoyle statues on it, right? And so I'm trying to get to the bedroom, which I have to go through around the whole house to get to the bedroom, right? And I'm kind of walking, and, and it's at night, right? And it's super gothic, old gothic furniture everywhere. It's like, it looks like something out of a Vincent Price movie, right? And so I'm walking through, and as I pass the first stained glass door, it slams and shatters right behind me. And I'm like, and I start walking to the next towards the kitchen. I get through that one, slams behind no. me, shatters. The next one, slam behind me and shatters, right? And I end up, I end up finally getting to the bedroom, and I'm I'm sleeping with the blanket like this, right? I would be terrified. I probably yeah. would have left. Terrified. And she, the the realtor had left her number by the phone by the bed, right? <laughs> and don't sleep at all, like all night long. And I wake up first thing, and I finally I was like, wake up, call the number, and I'm like. Whose fucking apartment was this? Where am I? Right? And she goes, oh, did something happen? As if this happened before. As if she probably should have told you before you're like, yes, I will take it. And she goes, oh, it was Bertrand Smetana's. B-E-R-T-R-A-N-D-S-M-E-T-A-N-A. Bertrand Smetana's. He was like the Mozart of the Czech Republic back in the day. Played a harpsichord, which those... Those pianos are like ding 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 yeah, ding, yeah. ding 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 yeah. ding ding like you know. like a horror movie. And he played it like a heavy metal musician, like, like aggressive, ding, yeah. Ding, you know, and his wife, there's there's a tower across from the patio on the other side of the river. There's a singular tower, and that's where they kept all the patients that had like died of syphilis and stuff back in the days. And he would write songs looking at the tower on his harpsichord, right? Yeah. So the de- I come to work the next day and I'm like, I haven't slept at all. I slept like an hour. And There's glass shards in your face. <laughs> nuts. And, and our, we had this, a, a really famous DP who passed away, but an older guy. And I'm telling him this story. And he's like, what you have to do is you have to take alcohol, leave a little glass of alcohol out for him. And I started looking up his music. And I was loving his ding, 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 super into it. Yeah. So I'd play it in the apartment. And leave him alcohol and the ghost. And it kind of sort of went away, right? But I could feel there's somebody was still there. Yeah. But I, there was no door slamming. And it wasn't, I didn't get the chills like I was scared anymore. Yeah. Um, 
and I sort of became friends with him, like was a fan yeah. kind of, and didn't try to be aggressive with him. Yeah. Just, this is your place. I'm just staying here for the minute. Would I say things you. like that out loud yeah. all the time. Yeah. Talking to yourself, yeah. but really talking but to you him. You can look up his music. It's, it's, you know, it's I like, definitely will. It. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and you think that like in experiences that I've had, so yours was actually an experience where say you had a camera out, you would have had physical evidence. So there's like a physical evidence thing. And then there's other things where you even said it in your story where it's a feeling. So yeah. you had a feeling you can explain to me a feeling, but I can't understand your feeling because I'm not feeling it. Everybody that went in that apartment felt, felt it. it. And yeah. that's to me, that's like super rad to have that experience where you're like, no, this isn't just me. This is like a thing that happens. And then maybe he just wanted you. He just wanted your respect. You want to be like, hey, yeah. I'm here. Understand me and know that I'm here. Yeah. The, during the time that I was playing that psychic circle, there was a period of time where there was a little girl that would always try to talk to me, like always come on. And, and it was like this sweet little girl that I don't know, somehow wanted to say something. Right. Did she tell you she was a little girl or could you just tell? At, f at first we were told she was a little okay. girl and then I could tell by the things she was saying she was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And then I had a house here in LA at the time up Beachwood Canyon and at the, when I started like going away doing movies and stuff, some of my friends would take care of the house, right? Mm. And you could, they all, some of, the, I mean, these like big cholo looking dudes, <laughs> they like would run out of the house in the night and they could hear a little girl, like they could hear a little girl like talking, right? Right? And, what? and, and did you always play the game in your house? Yeah. Okay. And, but that, that wasn't the only place I lived in Beachwood Canyon. But the, uh, I remember, I remember, because the bedroom was downstairs. And I, it was basically a house that I gutted and turned like a four-bedroom house into a two-bedroom house. It had huge Just big rooms. open spaces. Yeah. And so the bedroom was downstairs. And I remember one night, like, trying to get, like, like a glass of water or something and walking up the steps and I heard her and I, and I turned around and I, I said, what'd you say? I'm sorry, what'd you say? And I got to the top of the steps and woke up and I was like, okay, I heard her too, you know? But it was mostly when other people would go stay at my house, they could hear the little girl. It was That's super crazy. spooky. And these like, these like big dudes and they were like, <laughs> like nope, fuck that place, I'm never staying <laughs> Nope, not, not taking care yeah. of your house. Yeah. Did you ever, did she just go away or yeah. what? Yeah. Maybe she, I mean, whenever I hear like little kids and stuff, I always just think they just want to be, they just want someone to know that they're there, you they, know? I mean, like, like I was saying about the little kid that would cut, like spell out dirty words and yeah. spell them all wrong. Yeah. Like, ha, just ha, angry, like it, angry, yeah. Fuck, you know, but you yeah. know, I was, you know, I was like, that's a little, that's a little boy. Like, yeah, I, he's an angry little boy. And then, you know, after a month we figure out who exactly everybody's personalities and yeah. stuff, but without the interpreter, a lot of it would have wouldn't have made like sometimes it would it would be numbers they'd spell you know because there's numbers on the board as yeah well. like it'd make and, no sense you don't understand what they're trying to tell you yeah and then somebody would come in but it took a while to get the interpreters and it's i mean there's no fucking way we could have spelled that shit that fast no with five people with their finger on and, it. there's no way and not only that but then like you said the the horn thing yeah like that doesn't there's so many things that you can chalk up to coincidence, but then when it's something like you can say that I never told anyone that, yeah. 
I've never said that out loud. How would anybody know? There was a ton of things that happened with uh, everybody had their things, you know. Did anyone in the group have stuff that happened outside of your house? Like, Uh, did they did anything get taken outside of the game? I don't think so. So it was really centered around like your your place was like the energy where everything was happening. There was there was. I mean, there was a few people that it worked really, really well with. Like, you know, there was a core group of us. And then if other people were like, yeah, let's do it. It it was almost like the game was, or the board was waiting for them to leave to like start talking. Yeah. It was was like, no, I need my people here and then I'll, I'll do my thing. Maybe it was just the connection that we had or something. Well, and also too, like when you do those kinds of things, people really have to believe it. Like when you have the person that's like, oh, fuck this. this I was super skeptical. Were you really? Were you vocally skeptical? Oh, yeah. Huh. And then after a while, I was like, I was sold. You're like super into it. So maybe, I mean, it's either like, they're like, oh, screw you. I'm going to show you. Or they're like, screw you. I'm not going to show you anything and just like move on. I think it was more like, if you don't want to see, you don't want to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone was, they were shoving it down our throats, but... It, we all became like manic about it. Like, get over here, get over, get, get over here, you know. That's it was so nuts. crazy. Like, it was like an addiction. It, it was crazy. Next time you come over, I'm just going to be playing the Ouija board, like trying yeah. to get something to happen. But I feel like for me, I want something so bad to yeah. happen, but then I'm also afraid of it. So yeah. there's like that weird, I'm in a weird space where I have to be like, this is what I make it. Yeah. Right. So if like I'm going into it, like something bad's going to happen, then chances are something bad will happen. But if I just go into it open, I'm just trying to talk myself into it right yeah. now, like trying I, to make it okay. I think I always assume something bad's going to happen all the time. <laughs> that's you a know? good place to be in, right? Because then when it doesn't, you're like, sweet. Yeah. But I, I feel like if I call it out, uh, it I can make it not happen. Like, like, uh, like when I ride my motorcycle, like when I'm going around a turn, I imagine how I'm going to lay the bike down if I fall. And so. Thinking ahead. I mean, yeah, that's a smart like way to, I imagine to think. Like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to drop it to the right. I'm going to try to sit up. Like you know, safely get out yeah. of the bad situation. And I do it all the time. So, you know, and it's the same things like with that, like, like I have these two big demons on my back tattooed and then another one under this arm. And I remember going to this like a, a psychic type person that everybody knew of. And they were like, you have, you have these, this one little demon that's always in your ear and he's always trying to talk you into doing things. And then these two larger demons inside of you that push you to do it. Yeah. And so I just tattooed them on me and I was How like, funny. I see you. And yeah. then it kind of stopped, you know, you just acknowledge what it yeah. is that you feel is I, the problem. I feel like, it, yeah. yeah, something's going to happen. And if I just, I, throw it out there. Yeah. I get a hold of it. I, I mean, it's a good way to look yeah. at it. It's it's a positive way it's to look at it. Yeah. It's not though. Yeah, it's yeah. not because it works for you. It's only stupid if you think it's stupid. If it's yeah. something that you do and you're like, this works for me, then by all means. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. You said cult earlier and I've like been thinking about it the whole time. Cause I love a good cult story. Like I'm fascinated by cults and the fact that people can have crazy ideas and convince a large group of people to do what they say. Yeah. Like, it blows my mind. And yeah. I feel like I need to understand more. So I would love to hear your, your culty story. When Mingus was born, do you remember a, uh, a cult leader named Sai Baba? He what was his wo- cult? Do you uh, remember? Or the, he just by his name? His, it was Sai Baba was his name, but he wore 
orange robes. He wore like sneakers and he had a big afro. And he was kind of famous for it. He would take these little rocks that are like dust rocks, white dust rocks, and he would snap them in his finger and dust would come over. And he had a huge cult following in India. So when Mingus was born, we were in Copenhagen and representatives from Sai Baba kept coming to our door. They would get in our courtyard, courtyard of our apartment complex and knock on our door and offer Helena, Mingus and I tickets to go to India to meet Sai Baba over and over and over. And, and like cult recruitment, right? Like they were like, come visit us. We're going to. Sai Baba thought Mingus was his brother and reincarnated. And they gave us gold, these gold handwritten books and all this stuff and gifts and and trying to get us to go there. And we're like, get the fuck away from us. Right? <laughs> I want nothing to do with your cult. And they'd knock on the door. I'm like, how the fuck are they getting in this building? Yeah. Right? Right? Who's letting them in? Yeah. And one, one day I'm throwing away the garbage downstairs and somebody had just left and a foot sticks in. And I see a foot and I go and I open the door and it's them. I'm like, get the fuck. Like... So they're like, just waiting, like, for the opportunity to come. Twitter was, like, scary. We didn't know if we were going to get kidnapped. We didn't know what the fuck was going on. And one time, I open the door, and they're there. And Mingus is, like, this big. And he's just still kind of a baby. And and he's behind me. He's behind me going like this. <laughs> like, looking at the going... <laughs> At them, and they're like, Mingus oh, is doing yeah. that? And I'm, and he's like under my legs going, <laughs> and I'm like, get the fuck out of it. Like, I'm like shoving them away. And Mingus is like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, the child, the child. I mean, it was No, fucking, the child doesn't want you anywhere yeah, near him. Yeah, it was creepy as shit. I think Helena still has the book, actually. And like, what did you, did it just stop after? It stopped after a while, yeah. I think we mentioned it in the press or something, and it's And then they were probably like, oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. It was super weird. And you wonder, like, to me, I wonder what, first of all, why the hell does this kid think that, or this man think that your son is somehow related to him in some weird sense? Know, it was weird. Why did they pick you and your family? And um, what did they think was going to happen? You're going to be like, yeah, here you go. Let's go move to India and be yeah. part of your cult. Like, what? But I guess that's, yeah. that's You'll the have whole to talk mentality. You'll to sometime, kid. She, she has a better memory than oh, me. Oh, I would was, love to hear nuts. more about that. I think yeah. that's, it's fascinating. And I guess I see it more so in like, when you see it happening in other cultures, because for us, it's easy to think like, oh, that's just a cultural thing. Oh, that's just like how they do things. It's just different. But when you see it happening, like in the United States and you hear all these crazy cults and all these people, I'm like, what did they say? What was the thing that they said to that person that was like, yes, yeah, absolutely. Right. I will do whatever you tell me to do. I would die for you. I would kill for you. I would give you my children, you know? And you're like, ah. and I know a lot of those people prey on weak people because they hope that you're like searching for something. You're searching for a purpose, but it just blows my mind. Yeah, it was out of nowhere. It was super weird. And so random that like, did they just come and say, this is the guy? Like they mm -hmm. were just flat out honest of. We needed to get to India. We needed, we needed to go see Sai Baba and. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. And you're like, no, we don't. Thank like, you. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And yeah. your kid was like, no, yeah. no, I don't was like you. not having it at all. And I guess that says a lot that a child that has no idea who these people are, has no yeah. idea what their intention is, was like, nope. Well, he probably also saw me like shoving them out the door. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> He's like, I'm your backup, over dad. And, over and <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was fucking nuts. Yeah.
That's freaking crazy. I don't know crazy. what it means. I don't know what they were thinking. I, but is that guy still around? I don't think so. I have no to, idea. I'm you can Google. Google. I just want to see videos of him like throwing. I think, yeah, I think some trick that he'd be like squish a rock and well, dust would come out or something. I don't know. I think people want to believe in something sometimes, so they just oh for sure. Anything. People need a purpose. Yeah. yeah. So if you ever want to start a cult, I don't. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah, I, I, like I barely even want to keep my Instagram account. Are you kidding me? Instagram is kind of like a cult, you know. Yeah, it's, people yeah, are crazy I'm out kind there. Of over it. Yeah, it's a lot of work too. I'm over it. It's a lot yeah. of work. Um, so okay, so traveling—you've done obviously a ton of traveling for work. Have you ever had to work on a set that you think was haunted, or like yeah, a location? I did a, I did a movie in uh, in Mississippi, and we had a house that supposedly was it haunted and this is a movie where we had like like the lobster people you like the small small people with lobster that whatever that's called and we had a wolf man from mexico city we had uh conjoined twins we had we had a, a wide range of like interesting crazy people and and uh there was a house there that really was super spooky that everyone said was haunted yeah, it was like an old plantation or something super fucked up. Did you see yeah. anything in particular or was it just like a feeling for it most people? It was a feeling, yeah. I also, I also shot on a, um, I'm spacing on the name. What's the little island uh, between New York and, and Brooklyn? Uh, I'm terrible at geography. What's Cameron's that little, like, What's that little island right there? Um, it's where the, it's where people where they kept all the syphilis patients as well. Oh, in New York, I did a I shot. We'll put the there. name in because we can't think of it right now. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I'm drawing a blank, but the, uh, that Island, uh, we shot on Halloween night and I strangle Harvey Keitel and shove him in the back of it, in the trunk of a taxi and push him off of the Island. And that Island now, I think it's built up a little bit. It's mm -hmm. a little tiny thing. There's like a hospital right there. There's like one of those trolley cars that come up, but it was, it wasn't quite built on the section that we were filming on. And it was, it looked sort of like ruins that like was desolate. super fucking scary yeah yeah and i mean a place on halloween night as well and so much death and crazy shit happening yeah. that's yeah i feel like governor's island is that the name of it governor no i can't remember the syphilis island we'll call it that for it's now a, it's we'll, like a tiny little tiny island it's not even we'll, we'll put the name island. in so people can uh search it up um i've been in some places where most of the time the things that i've experienced aren't actual physical like got it on camera kind of thing. It's all feelings or like energies. And, um, every time it happens, it's like, you're so shooken up by it. And I feel like the first few times it happened, I was so shooken up to the sense where I'm like, Oh man, I don't know yeah. if I'm cut out for this. Right, like right, right. Yeah. I get back to the hotel. Um, we filmed a ghost hunting show and we got back to the hotel. I kept all the lights on. Like it's a hotel room. Like literally like it's yeah. tiny. There's nothing in the hotel room. I can yeah. see all corners of the hotel room and I couldn't sleep. I was like, just terrified by something just because I couldn't understand it. And then mm. once I realized I'm like, nothing hurt me, nothing bad happened. It was just like letting me know that it was there. It was fine. But it took me a while to get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm cool to walk into this place willingly and like potentially something bad could happen. I think like the freakiest scene ever in a movie that gives me the chills like that is um, Poltergeist. And I, I think, love that movie so much. One of my favorites. That, you remember that shit when like they have the recording stuff on on the on the stairwell? Oh and yeah. Goes, yep. And then they played it. They play it in slow motion. And it's these spirits walking down. Yeah. It's just like they're lost. Yeah, and they're so calm. Like, what and the you're, fuck? You're like, that's not what I saw. Yeah. Um, that part freaks me out. My my thing, and I don't even remember what movie I first saw this in. 
and it happens to me all the time, but it's the scene you've seen it done a million times before where someone's in the bathroom and they're like washing their face and they all look right. up and then there's something in the mirror. And I swear to God, every time I watch a horror movie, like I will go wash my face and I will keep my eyes closed. I like will not look in the mirror because really? I do not want anything behind uh, me. Nothing's going to happen, but it's such a mental like yeah. freak out. And then the one day that it does happen, I will probably have a heart attack and die. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll never talk I to me again. I thought you were going to say you look up and like your face is rotting off. No, that's also poltergeist, yeah, also terrifying, yeah. but no, it's always like the, for me, it's not anything like gore and stuff like that doesn't freak me out. And right. I guess that's another question for you. Cause you film a zombie show. Like did that, yeah. does that ever bother you? Zombies and like blood and guts? No, uh -uh. no, not really. I, and plus, you know, I'm a dude, like I'd like to be filthy as much as possible, roll around in the dirt and the blood and the slime. <laughs> and so I, I, I'm not afraid of it. I know like some actors will be like, eh, and then get sticky and I'm yeah. like, pour it all over yeah. me. I think it's fun. I'm not afraid of it. Um, I do have a hard time with watching and this is, it's not really blood and guts, but it's, have you ever watched those videos where it's like America's funniest videos where they hurt themselves? Like they're skateboarding oh, and yeah, yeah, like yeah. they yeah. crack their ankle or, and for me, I watched a video. It was like an Instagram video and it's a guy in the gym doing, I don't know what the machine is called, but it's where your legs are pushing the weights on that little like bar thing. And he goes and he like goes and he extends his legs and he locks them. And I know you're not supposed to lock your legs and his kneecaps just oh. fold the, <laughs> fold the, both of them. What? And I remember oh God, like, look that up. <laughs> there's, there's more than one. I threw the phone and I was like, Bleh. yeah. So stuff like that, like actual real, like yeah. someone popping a bone or out, like it doesn't freak me out, but I just don't enjoy it. I'm not going to willingly like Google it. It happened by accident. Yeah, no, fuck that. Oh. I don't want to see that. Yeah, see, I, remember so I found a thing. I was doing Deuces, this movie called Deuces Wild, and, and PJ Johnny Knoxville had a part in the movie, and he's like, hey, can I show you this tape I'm working on? No, you can't. And I was like, yeah, sure. And, and it was all the jackass stuff before jackass happened. Like, you know, he's probably way more extreme. Um, some of it was like, I mean, you know, some of it, yeah. And, and I'm cracking up at that. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to sell it to MTV. And I went to go do the movie in Prague that I was talking about and came back through JFK and he was on the cover of Rolling Stone. I was like, oh, I guess he sold it. I guess it, it works. Yeah. He does some pretty extreme shit. But See, I watched great. that show, but that didn't really bother me. It's more so, I think, like the Accidents. breaking of bones, like unintentional. Yeah. Like if you're yeah. willingly going to go like jump off of something, chances are you're going to get hurt and it's probably going to be like entertaining. Yeah. But when that guy, he's just doing his like normal gym session and then. You never know, right? He, when your legs will snap backwards. Yeah. Fuck that. You're going to get right when we're done. You're going to watch that video. I'm sure. Probably. Oh. Okay. So have you, we'll, we'll do a couple more questions and then we'll move on to what's in the coffin. Um, what are your thoughts about like cryptids, like Bigfoot, um, alien, no, we already talked about aliens, but like werewolves, vampires, chupacabra, all that stuff. Do you dig it? I, I mean, I like real? the ideas of it. No, I don't think there's vampires. I don't think there's a werewolf. Although, I, you know, I've met the, the people with the yeah. condition and they have that. But yeah. I don't think they howl at the moon. But like the action. They don't, I mean, <laughs> what if he does howl at the moon? I mean, I howl at the moon sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, I, but it has no purpose. Yeah. He yeah, just does it. I think it's, you know, it's 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 romantic storytelling, which yeah. I like too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I remember this one time I was driving from... Walking Dead set, we filmed nights and I'm so freaking tired. And I'm, I had this pickup truck like early on in the seasons and 
I'm driving this beat up old truck at like 5.30 in the morning or something and I'm half awake and I'm driving down these country roads and this thing that looked like a hyena but with no hair from the neck up with like a big headed thing with a small little body ran across the road and I'm like, Chupacabra. Did I, yeah. I'm like, Chupacabra. did I just see that? And I don't know if it was just some fucked up dog. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but. And you're probably not willing. You're like, I don't really want to go find out. It's just. Yeah, am I hallucinating because yeah. I'm so tired? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. But I remember, um, this isn't really anything like a cryptid, but I remember I was in high school. My parents um, lived out in a town where it's a dirt road to get to their house. And I had a Ford Explorer truck and I'm, I'm driving and I remember like it was dark and it was really foggy and I drove past something on the side of the road and I wasn't really like looking that way. So it kind of got like my peripheral vision. Right. And so I slowed down and I look in my rear view mirror and it looked like, like a kid with a hoodie on, but I'm thinking to myself, it was like 1230s middle of the night. Why would a kid be out on the road walking on the side of the road by themselves? And it was like three foot tall, like little, like it, a little kid that was lost. And as I go by, I'm afraid at first. And then I'm like, oh shit, what if a, it's an actual little kid? Like what if a kid's lost, you know? So I stopped the car in hindsight, probably didn't make the best decisions, but I get out of the car and I start like looking around and I don't see anything. And I kind of think I see something off into the distance, but then it just like puffs away and then it's gone. Oh shit. And I don't like to this day, I kick myself for not getting out of the car sooner thinking like, okay, let me go run after it. But I was also like a teenage girl in the middle of the night in the fog. Like I'm not, I don't have a flashlight. I'm not right, going to go right. get it. But I always think, what was that? Yeah. yeah. Like why, why, what was it? Was I imagining it? Was I tired? Like what the hell? Is that Macaulay Culkin? Was like, it, and all I thought was it's like, Winona Ryder it was like Macaulay yeah. Culkin. It was like, was it ET? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know what it was. Did I watch something that made me think that? But right, right. I swear to God, like on my mother, that was, I saw it. Like yeah. it didn't, it wasn't imaginary. It was there. So maybe your chupacabra and my little red hooded child were I don't know. trying I, to make us see something. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But I, I agree. I don't necessarily like, I wear vampire fangs. I don't believe people need blood to survive and like kill people. I think it's cool. I mean, it's cool. if, it's if fun. that's a thing, sign me up. You know what I mean? I think it'd be great. But really sign you up. Would you really like, I want to be a vampire? Fuck yeah. Yeah? Fuck yeah. Fly around and shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'd do it. I mean, I would do it too, but. There's I, a few people I'd be like, that. One, I'll sacrifice that one. There, oh. Yeah, yeah, I would have no problem with that yeah, part. I'd I'd be like, have, there's plenty long, of people yeah. that have done bad that I'm like, we don't need you anyway. There's so a lot it's of fine. soda pops walking around for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so with that, I think we're going to move on to what's in the coffin. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay, we good? Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? No, I'm not fucking ready, but yeah. What's in the it. coffin? So you can't see in that mirror, right? Over there? You can't see inside of it? N that no, that one? mirror is that Okay, I just want to make sure there's no cheating there. involved. I don't no want cheating. you to have no cheating. I'm so cheating. I'm going to reveal the camera can see what's oh, yeah. in there, but you cannot. So you have to put your hand in the hole. This is fucked up, by the way. <laughs> it's not. It's fun. Yeah. And you have to guess what's inside. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? No, I'm not ready. <laughs> you know, you have to use your words, so tell me what you think it is. Oh, Jesus. It's, I'm going to hold it so you don't. It's something in water. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's the top of a hairbrush. 
that's impressive. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, good job. So I didn't know how how mean or like safe I could be. So yeah. I was like, I'm gonna. It feels pretty good though. Does it? Well, like you get it. to have that hairbrush yeah. because I, I have. Does you know. <laughs> <laughs> it look like you use a hairbrush? Come on. No, but you. I don't. Here, I'm gonna switch it out for okay. the next thing. So you stay there, and close your eyes. Okay. No peeking. Okay. Ready? Next thing is in there. Are you ready? Yeah. What do I win? I'm one for one right now. Uh, you win the honey that I was already going to give you anyway. What? <laughs> but there's a lot of jars of honey, so it's totally worth it. Okay. What is this? What do you think it is? <laughs> He's fondling it. Yeah. Okay. It feels good too. <laughs> um, I got nice things. I think it's Fake bouquet of flowers. Close. This is a tough one because it's a it's a thing that most people use every day. Okay, it's a sponge. Mm -hmm. Duster spongy thing. What is a duster sponge? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do you dust? It's. Uh, You're right on sponge. It's partial sponge. Yeah, partial sponge. What does the other part of it feel like? Like a wig head or something. I mean, kind of. You, it's something. Well, you or Cameron probably wouldn't use it every day because, you, oh, like wait, you said, wait. you like to be dirty. Is this something you stick in the toilet? Is this like one of those toilet <laughs> cleaner things? <laughs> no, but it's something you would use in the bathroom. A loofah. Yes. Yeah. But what kind of loofah? Can you guess what shape it is? Con ice cream. Very good. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten that one. Shut up! Wow. That is two for you. Two, <laughs> two for two. two. Wait, what? Oh, I lost, hold on. I lost here, it. Here, here. Right. Oh, there it is. It's an ice cream cone loofah that also you get to take uh, with you. This is cute. And it's new, so no, it's not been used before. Okay, I have one more thing, and then um, okay, this cl one. Close my eyes. Close your eyes. Okay. It's not scary. Okay. Ready? Yeah, ready. Are you ready? Is it scary? It's not scary. Nothing scary. Okay, You're not afraid of anything you said, so it's not I scary. Think so. Oh, it's a shocker pin. <laughs> oh, you did it right away. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say, I was, I was talking to Cameron. I'm like, is this one is shocking to mean? Like, I didn't, yeah, but one flew off the, the floor. Yeah, did it I, fall I, in the bowl of water? Hold I on. did it. I immediately goes, this is shocker pin in my head and did it. Just oh, to make sure you knew already. Uh, did you do it? I, I, yeah, this, I got shocked. This one's not as bad or maybe yeah, it, it's not that bad. I did it last night and I literally was like, ah, yeah, no, I, well, I threw it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it kind of worked. Yeah. So I had a um, a shocking, a fake shocking iPhone. Yeah. And that thing is gnarly. And I was like, that's, this is your first time. I can't do the shocking iPhone. I feel like that These was a little aggressive. These friends one of those machines that it's like a suction thing with, you know, so you put like a piece of tape suction thing here that's connected to a machine and then you put another one over here and it sends, oh, it's like a. it's like the electro, um, yeah. whatever for like muscle spasms and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I played with that all night. I was like, do this toe and the <laughs> other, other foot toe. I was like, it's, it's yeah. not a toy though, right? It's like it's actual for toy. like I medical. Just, I was just trying to see if the current, I could feel it go through my body to the other foot. Did it work? Yeah. And I was like, and then I called the next day. I was like, do you still have it? Can I play with the thing? Like I became obsessed with it. Not its medical purpose, but yeah. at least you know that all of your body parts work. You yeah. feel the shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, they thought <laughs> well, I was fucked up, but it was that, kind of fun. That was fun. You did really good. Three for three. Three for three. Like, I'm very impressed. I I would have probably not gotten the the uh, the loofah one. 
The oh, ice yeah. cream cone. The ice, like, I would have gotten that it was a loofah, but then the ice cream cone was, I'm, yeah. I'm very impressed. I was thinking it might be, like, pantyhose, like, wadded up into a weird ball <laughs> what shape. Did you, what did you say? You said a, a duster sponge and then a duster was, sponge was other thing. The toilet cleaner. <laughs> the toilet. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to invite you over during a global pandemic, and I'm going to put a toilet brush in the fucking might be coffin. funny. I might have done it. Uh, so that'll do it for this episode of Let's Get Spooky Show. Thank you so much, Norman, oh, for hanging my out. Pleasure. You were Good so fun. You Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see more, you can check out letsgetspooky.com. And don't forget to stay spooky, my beans. Bye. Bye. Oh, you were so funny. That was great. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that was fun.